This Week in HPC by Intersect 360 Research. This episode is sponsored by Bright Computing. Learn how you can automate the process of building and managing Linux clusters from edge to core to cloud with a two-minute video at brightcomputing.com. Oracle touts bare metal cloud. Back-to-back wins for Lenovo. It's This Week in HPC. Hi, everyone. Thanks for listening to another episode of This Week in HPC with Intersect 360 Research, distributed in partnership with HPC Wire. I'm Addison Snell on location with Tiffany Trader. This Week in HPC, we're right now up in Seattle, Tiffany and I are, where we've been hosted by Oracle for the Oracle Cloud Infrastructure HPC Press and Analyst Day. That's our first story this week in HPC as Oracle, which announced a HPC targeted bare metal cloud back at ISC 2019 has now put together a bigger day for press and analysts and they were telling us all about their bare metal instances and how they're targeting high performance workloads. Right. So this is the continuing evolution of Oracle's uh, HPC or their cloud story, specifically focusing on HPC. So they actually have uh, the only bare metal uh, InfiniBand back cloud of course, Azure has uh, the RDMA, but that's virtualized. This one isn't. Um, so they were really touting that up here today with a uh, with some uh, hardware and, and software partners. Um, and they've they've announced that they uh, back at ISC they announced that they had expanded their cluster cluster networking by um, enabling the RDMA connected clusters of up to 20,000 cores. And they have a, a it's a hundred gigabits per second network uh, interface cards over uh, Rocky version two to create uh, clusters that you know they're saying is um, you know low, the lowest latency in the HPC cloud cloud world. Now to be clear, these aren't the only workloads that Oracle is is targeting with their Oracle cloud infrastructure. We had a presentation with Vinay Kumar, who's the vice president of product management, and he outlined a broader strategy for enterprise workloads in general moving to cloud and saying that OCI was really targeting this Gen 2 cloud for existing enterprise workloads. And a broad portion of what Oracle can go after is their existing Oracle database customers in different vertical markets doing a lift and shift, including apps based on Oracle and moving those into the cloud. But while focusing on the performance for that and the emphasis on bare metal uh, in terms of hitting those performance targets, it really opened what he called a blue ocean opportunity for targeting HPC workloads as well. Now, they benchmarked a lot of things, which, surprise, surprise, showed that they can get the same bare metal performance in their cloud as you can on-premise. That was kind of an interesting tautological magic trick. It was tantamount to saying, well, the same server operates the same way, regardless of what room it's sitting in. If it's bare metal, it's bare metal. So it's it should be the same performance. It would be odd if it weren't, right? Right, that's right. And I think it also bears mentioning that three of their their leads on this uh, came over from from Azure. So we had Taylor Newell, Karan Bata, and Tejas Carmarker uh, were, all, were all here. They they came over from Azure, and as I mentioned, you know, Azure had the also has a has InfiniBand. They were also um, up till Oracle, you know, the only major cloud that had it. Uh, so they, they announced that. They said they have 200 folks on their team now working on HPC Cloud and engaged in HPC and GPU development. Um, and that actually they had a lot of uh, Sun, engine, Sun engineers that were still with the company um, that have uh, been brought, brought into this effort. 
Yeah, Tejas gave the overall high-performance computing-focused presentation, and he highlighted the vertical markets that they're targeting, specifically manufacturing, oil and gas, finance, with manufacturing being a broader space there. I think there's a lot of opportunity for them in manufacturing in particular. A big part of the uptick we've seen in cloud from Intersect 360 research studies is uh, due to the notion that it's easier to move ISV licenses over to cloud than it had been previously. And if that's a lot of their focus is is moving those things in a bare metal environment. Now, I keep saying bare metal. You can select what operating system uh, versions you want to put on this. You can select what tools. And again, they had a, a, a slide of here all the ISVs were partnered with. And again, it struck me as is sort of obvious. Well, if it's bare metal and I'm bringing everything with me, license and all, then really the the, the partner slide should be relatively infinite. There, there's no limit on what I could install on on bare metal. Nevertheless, they've got certain ISVs that have certified that their applications run essentially the same in the OCI environment as they do in an on-premise environment. And I thought that industry focus in manufacturing oil and gas and finance was was interesting there. Yeah, certainly. Um, they definitely emphasized that, that they thought out of the three of those that manufacturing could be the, the, the have the largest potential. And that was mirrored by some of the other folks that were here, including Bill Magro of Intel, who, who also thought that as well. And, you know, we um, made the point that that's something that I think maybe some people thought might happen a decade ago, right, when we were all talking about the missing middle. So like a lot of things, um, sometimes you see those things in advance and they, they take, a, take a little while to actually um, c come up and come to fruition, um, much like HPC in the cloud itself, you know, which we've tracked for a long time. And finally, um, the needle is starting to move there. I had that exact same flashback talking about some of those same applications. Now, in addition to Bill Magro from Intel, we heard from James Vanderbeek from NVIDIA and, of course, the applications they're targeting in both traditional HPC as well as AI and machine learning, staying uh, true to NVIDIA's core messaging. Interesting that Doug O'Flaherty from IBM was here talking about spectrum scale with respect to Oracle Cloud and IBM being a real partner there. Now, this is kind of a different take from bare metal. The bare metal described the compute focus, but over on the storage side, really partnering with IBM on the parallel file system to deliver high bandwidth or high throughput for the high performance applications, leveraging spectrum scale in the Oracle cloud. Yeah, in fact, the, the claim was made quite, quite interesting that uh, spectrum scale is able to run 50 times faster on the Oracle cloud infrastructure versus the IBM cloud. They were kind of maybe teeing up a um, something, maybe an, another announcement will be forthcoming at, at supercomputing. So I think uh, stay tuned. And then also rounding out the guest speakers and staying on that focus on manufacturing, we heard from uh, Piyush Patel from Altair and Suri Bala from a company called D3 View, which does data data-driven decisions. That's where they get the D3 mm -hmm. and they do visualization of their analytics, but definitely very uh, manufacturing focused as well on top of the uh, analytics platform. But Altair in particular has always been an intriguing company for me because they've got their hands in the, the CAD CAM, the entry-level CAE, as well as the middleware space. So that's kind of a fascinating partner for OCI in terms of targeting the manufacturing space. I think Altair is a perfect example of a company that could really help move a lot of manufacturers into this space. 
Yeah, Altair ported uh, their CPU solvers to Oracle, and they announced an OCI-only service for their HyperWorks CFD unlimited application stack, and they have customers doing proof of concept there. And then the other company you mentioned, D3View, they were all in with Azure, and uh, now they um, say they're very happy with Oracle, and they, they, they like the performance, and they, they like the HPC team that they're working with. We should mention that Oracle talked about three types of instances specifically, an HPC instance based on Intel with the Intel 6154. That's a 36-core processor. That's the one that's the 3 gigahertz base, 3.7 gigahertz turbo. And then they were also previewing instances based on GPUs and based on AMD. I think I think those are actually at GA now. Uh, and... Yep, the AMD one is based on the Epic 7551, 64-core processor. And then the GPU one uh, is essentially um, a uh, based on it's, – it's based on the HGX1 reference architecture. And they will offer the, the entire HGPU node, of course, in the bare metal. They're going to be um, – that's going to be supported by the HPC cluster network that they have. That's the, the – uh, the bare metal RDMA, uh, it isn't it isn't yet, but that will. And then they also provide that sliced up. Um, you can get a one one GPU, four GPU virtual. But if you, if you want the whole thing bare metal, you get that the whole uh, HGPU node, of course. Uh, and then the first one you mentioned, their HPC instance, that one is currently supported with the RDMA um, bare metal backbone. We'll hear more about all of these pretty soon coming up at Supercomputing in Denver. But let's turn to our other story briefly this week in HPC. Uh, it didn't escape my notice that Lenovo had a pair of interesting wins. Let's start with the one that Harvard, uh, the new supercomputer named Canon. That's right. So Harvard has gotten this new Lenovo water-cooled HPC cluster. Uh, specifically, it's Harvard's Faculty of Arts and Sciences Research Computing Center. Uh, so they're refreshing their primary HPC resource. The new cluster, it's called Canon, uh, C-A-N-N-O-N, after the pioneering American astronomer Annie Jump Cannon, who is a, a really important uh, person. Her work was foundational to the development of contemporary stellar classification. And, um, you know, she was part of the first attempt to organize and classify stars based on their temperatures and spectral types. So um, good, uh, good name for the computer. So, um, and this uh, supplied by Lenovo, it utilizes their SD650 next scale servers um, with direct to node water cooling. Yeah, what really interested me here was that it was a win, not just for Lenovo, but NextScale, which was one of the brands that they brought over from IBM. This wasn't merged into the newest uh, Think-based branding at Lenovo, uh, but uh, interesting to see that there's an ongoing win here with the, with the NextScale. Now, the Intel Xeon 8268, the Cascade Lake, that is a product that, uh, that we do still see here in HPC. So uh, th that is an interesting win. And then they've got another one from Lenovo going into the Flatiron Institute. Now, this one uses uh, the latest Xeon processors with DL Boost, including their deep learning framework capabilities and a big emphasis on genomics. That's right. Uh, emphasis on genomics and um, Intel touting that these are the, the latest generation Xeon processors uh, that have the, the CPU with the AI and HPC acceleration built in with the DL Boost, like you mentioned. And this HPC infrastructure is being used to process uh, very large genomic sequence data files, um, on one end of the spectrum, all the way to 
100,000 small files in, in a single directory um, on the other side. Overall, that's 17,000 cores going into Flatiron's HPC Center. That's based on Lenovo's Think System SD530 servers. So that's a win back on the Think System line. Overall, a pair of really nice wins for Lenovo and Intel in the high performance computing space this week. Yeah, and and that is actually an uh, even. It's also based on Neptune, the Neptune thermal tri- uh, thermal technology. But this one is an air cooled system. It's going to be in New York City, so um, thermal management was important, and that's one of the reasons they cited going with Lenovo. That'll be it for us from Seattle this week in HPC, where we've been covering Oracle Cloud Infrastructure's HPC Press and Analyst Day. But I know we'll hear more about those systems as well as the Lenovo systems as we head into Supercomputing 19 in Denver next month. Thanks for joining me up here, Tiffany. Thanks to Oracle for hosting us, and thanks to you for tuning in. You've been listening to This Week in HPC, brought to you by Intersect 360 Research, actionable market intelligence for high-performance computing. For more information, visit intersect360.com.